0: Hey, just a quick note before we get into the show, every episode this season comes with a tremendously detailed write-up of all the core ideas and strategies that you're about to learn. Plus, I always share extra reading and resources for those of you who want to dig deeper into the topic. So if you're looking to get even more value out of this, go check out the show notes for this episode at filmfreedomshow.com slash 11. So without any further ado, here's the show. friend welcome back to the filmmaker freedom podcast my name is robert hardy but you can just call me rob now if this is your first time listening this show works a little bit differently from other podcasts that you may have listened to every season is centered around a single theme and every episode within the season is meant to be a single practical lesson based on that theme In other words, my goal isn't to make you just listen to another fluffy, feel-good interview with some quote-unquote expert or some filmmaker who's made it. Instead, my goal with this show is for you to come away with practical advice that you can use to move your career forward, to make more films that you're actually proud of, and just to live a good life, because in the end, that's what matters the most. So my first piece of advice is this. Don't treat this like another filmmaking podcast that you just passively listen to. Instead, I want you to treat it like you're taking a course. Because both I and my guests will be making a lot of direct practical suggestions for how to make progress on your filmmaking goals. And if you take these suggestions and actually put them to use, you will be more successful in your filmmaking career and in your life more generally. So with all of that sort of basic stuff out of the way, I would like to introduce you to the theme of season two, and it is a very, very important one, psychology. In other words, we're going to talk about all of the ways that we, as filmmakers and creative people more generally, sabotage ourselves, all of the ways that we get in our own way, in our careers, within our individual projects, in our collaborative relationships, and just in our own heads. We'll be covering a range of topics, including fear of failure, sometimes even fear of success, perfectionism, limiting beliefs, procrastination, ego, risk aversion, and even an episode on depression. Now, these are all really tough things to talk about. But again, they are important, like really, really important. In fact, the rest of today's episode, this first episode of the season, is all about how your psychology has the power to make or break your career in film. But first, I need to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors ever, who's going to be with us this season. Freedom. It's one of the core values with everything I do these days. I mean, it's even baked into the name of this podcast. And that is why I'm so excited to welcome Blackbox as a sponsor this season. Because while I plan to arm you with the tools to achieve mental freedom or psychological freedom, Blackbox arms you with the tools for financial, creative, and collaborative freedom. Now, the Blackbox platform does some pretty rad things. Too many to tell you about here. But the gist of it is this. It enables you to build a portfolio of intellectual property and profit from it for years to come, it frees you up to do more of what you love and focus less on the business side of distributing your work. So to learn more about how Blackbox can help you earn your independence, go to blackbox.global freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global freedom. All right, back to the show. Okie dokie so time to get into some good stuff and I should first probably tell you a little bit about how these episodes are structured because I do have them structured in a very intentional way so that you can get the most out of every single one of them so every episode is basically structured in two parts there's the problem and then the solution The first part of the show, you're going to learn like what the issue is and more specifically why you should care. And there's going to be interviews and audience submissions and all sorts of cool stuff just to help you get a sense of what the problem is and why it's important. And then the second part of each episode is about solutions. And that's pretty self-explanatory too. We're going to get into just really hands-on tactical stuff and mindset shifts that you can use in order to actually make progress and combat some of these psychological obstacles and barriers and setbacks and whatever you want to call them that prevents us from making the kind of progress we want in our careers. And there's just one more thing to note here before we actually like get into this, and that's that I am not a psychology professional, I'm not an expert. Um, I'm just a guy who has basically dealt with every single thing that we're going to talk about this season. And I've really studied hard to figure out what's going on underneath the hood and actually come up with solutions in my own life because I was really, really tired of it. But I'm not a psychologist. I didn't study psychology in school. And if you feel like you really want a psychologist's advice, go talk to a psychologist because that's just not who I am. So that's the disclaimer. And with that said, let's talk about why your psychology has the power to make or break your career as a filmmaker now this is a big question and everybody has a different perspective on it so in order to really get to the bottom of it i brought in a few of my favorite filmmakers and people with podcasts and blogs in the space as well so you've probably heard of a few of them so first up is alex ferrari who probably needs no introduction to you if you're an indie filmmaker. He runs a site called Indie Film Hustle and has a podcast of the same name that is insanely popular, and I can only hope that this podcast reaches just part of that audience. And when I asked him why psychology is important to filmmakers, here's what he had to say. I think taking responsibility for your own personal psychology, if you will, of of your fears, of your uh, your ego, which is something I talk about a lot. Um, getting control of that is invaluable, because if you can't get control of that or understand it, you won't move forward. And that seems to be the biggest problem creatives in general, but filmmakers specifically have. Uh, it, it, it freezes them from moving forward. So um, that those fears, those anxieties will hide themselves in like, oh, I need this camera. In order to do this movie, or I need this thing to happen, in order for that thing to happen, and that's a very dangerous place because if you w- you know you keep doing that, you know in your twenties, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be forty. Next up is my buddy Noam Kroll, an indie filmmaker based out of LA, who also runs a tremendously useful site for anybody interested in making micro-budget films. Like he's the person to talk to if you have any questions about the tech or the logistics of making a film with a truly tiny budget. Anyhow, here's what he had to say when I asked him why psychology is so important for filmmakers. A lot of times we can sort of be our own worst enemy as filmmakers. Um, So understanding why we're making the choices that we're making, I think is is a huge part of just being successful filmmakers there's a lot of times for instance um if i'm writing a script there's sometimes when i'll essentially give myself notes on that script if i'm doing revisions and uh i need to know whether or not those notes i'm giving to myself are coming from a place of uh, a creative intention where I actually have a, a sound thought in a creative way that is is the right note, or if it's just my inner voice saying, hey, that sucks because I've seen it too much. So understanding sort of who you are on a psychological level and, and what kind of makeup you have, I think, um, helps you in so many ways. Third, we've got Kurt Chimungle, who runs a site called IndieFilmTO, where he places just a huge emphasis on helping indie filmmakers break down their internal barriers. So here's what he had to say when I asked him the psychology question. Why is mastering your psychology important? Why should I Why should I focus on that? There's so many other things to focus on already. I'm a director, I'm a writer, I'm a producer. What about my psychology, my psychology that seems so new-agey? What I found is that 80% of somebody's success or chokehold in life let alone film is their psychology. So for example, you want different results and what influences the results that you get is the action that you take. What influences the action that you take is the state that you're in and that's something you can control. And last but definitely not least is my good friend, Zach Arnold. Zach is a high-end editor in the world of TV dramas He recently cut a few episodes of the Tupac and Biggie true crime show that aired on USA, and I've heard really good things about it and still need to watch it. And he's also one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to managing your personal psychology because he's dealt with the entire range of issues they were going to talk about this season, and he's documented basically everything he's learned along the way on his site, which is called Optimize Yourself. So here's Zach with his answer to the question of why we should pay attention to our psychology. And this one, I think, is my favorite. Why is it important for filmmakers to get their psychology right? If you really want to look at being a director and you want it to be more than just, well, I have to get this project and get this project and get this level of success and this level of success your psychology has to be under control first because your psychology is what's going to drive all of the decisions that you make. If your psychology is wrong throughout the path of becoming a director, you're going to be making bad decisions and every single one of these little tiny decisions that you make is going to lead you to the next step along that path. And that path is going to wind all over the place but you're going to make more confident decisions if you master your psychology first. Okay, here are the main takeaways from all of this. Our success in our careers and our lives more generally is determined by the actions that we take on a consistent basis, that much is obvious. But the actions that we take are 100% determined by our psychology and our beliefs, and we're going to talk more about beliefs in the next episode. But suffice it to say, if we don't get our psychology in order, or at least try to understand and work around some of our blind spots, we're not going to make the right decisions in our careers, in our relationships, and in our lives. And the more often that we fail to make the right decisions, the less successful we will be. So there's a direct link between our psychology and how successful we are. Now, this is particularly important in the world of film, because let's be honest, it is really difficult to succeed as a filmmaker, no matter what, even if your psychology is perfectly optimized, there's still just this massive mountain of obstacles in front of you, no matter whether you want to be an indie filmmaker or climb the ladder of the industry or work as a commercial filmmaker, whatever it means for you to be successful, It is anything but easy. And if you're not working to better your psychology, you're just putting another wall in front of you, and one that can actually be way more detrimental to your career and your life than any of the other obstacles that you'll encounter because your psychology, in a very tangible way, determines the quality of your life and how you interpret the things that happen to you. But at the same time, you can optimize your psychology. You can get out of your own way, And that's what we're gonna cover in the next part of this first episode. But first, I've gotta tell you about another awesome company that's sponsoring this show for season two. This season is sponsored by my friends over at Music Vine. So you've obviously got a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films. But Music Vine is still my personal favorite. Not only is it super simple to find music that actually enhances your work, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. But here's the best part. The music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention to detail into their music as you do into your films. And that's why all of the tunes in this podcast come straight from the Music Vine Library. So, if you like what you hear in today's show, you can get five free songs fully licensed for web and social when you go to filmfreedomshow.com slash music. And as an added bonus, whenever you're ready to grab more tracks, the code filmfreedom will get you 25% off your first purchase. So again, go to filmfreedomshow.com slash music for those five free tracks and use promo code filmfreedom for 25% off. All right let's get back to the episode. All right, so now let's just briefly talk about how to start optimizing your psychology and how to start thinking about this stuff so that we can lay a strong foundation for everything else to come this season. So I have this laid out into two distinct sections. There's mindsets and then practices. And mindsets are far and away the most important part of this. So let's just dive straight into it. So mindset number one is really just a realization that it actually is possible for us to solve some of these problems. And if we can't solve them directly, we can counteract the negative effects that they have on our lives. And you can weaken the hold and the power that your psychology has over you. And this is a really important realization because a lot of us feel powerless to our psychology. We think it's just this innate part of us that controls our lives and that we can't really do anything about it but take it from somebody who has made legit progress in basically every area that we're gonna talk about this season. And I'll tell you that it is possible to actually get better with some of this, but as we're gonna talk about later, it is hard work and it's kind of uncomfortable work, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So mindset one is just the realization that it's possible to make progress. Mindset number two, is that we have to take responsibility for how we think and how we feel. And like I mentioned before, sometimes it can seem like our thoughts and our feelings just have a mind of their own and that they are in control of us and that we're powerless to counteract them. But again, it's absolutely possible to make progress on this stuff and that's where taking responsibility comes in. Because in any given moment, we have a choice in perspective. We can choose to be a victim to our circumstances and to our thoughts, or we can choose to take responsibility and empower ourselves to find solutions. The underlying idea here is that when you're a victim, you feel powerless, you feel helpless, and you stop searching out solutions and answers because what's the point? It doesn't make any difference in the end what you do because you're a victim. However, when you take responsibility, it's empowering it puts you in a position of control where you can go out and you can start looking for solutions and you can start trying things. And even if the things that you try don't work, if you continue to take responsibility, you'll continue looking for solutions and eventually you will make progress. So again, mindset number two is take responsibility for how you think and how you feel because it puts you in a position where you're empowered to actually do something about it. mindset number three is just a realization that this stuff i'm going to be talking about this season is really hard it's really uncomfortable and sometimes it's it's just legit scary to dive down some of these psychology rabbit holes if you will but again i'm here to tell you that the results are worth it and honestly a lot of this stuff is like building any other muscle like if you're trying to get ripped or buff or whatever people do i don't know You have to go to the gym and you have to get way outside of your comfort zone. You actually have to cause small tears in your muscles so they can rebuild themselves to be stronger and stronger and stronger. And the process of improving your psychology is a lot like that. You have to consistently get outside of your comfort zone and deal with stuff that you'd probably not want to deal with. It is a lot like going to the gym because I don't know about you, but most days I don't want to go to the gym or work out or anything. But... You do it because you want to grow and because you want to get better. And ultimately it does feel good like once you've done it, but there's always that sense of resistance that gets in the way. So again, this is just a warning that a lot of what we'll cover this season is going to make you uncomfortable and it might even suck a little bit, but just realize now that this is 100% a good thing. Embrace it and realize that it's making you stronger. Okay, so that's what I've got for mindsets, but now let's move into practices that you can actually start using right now to actually counter some of these psychological barriers. So the first one is sort of a two-parter because for any and every psychological problem you have, the solution always begins with self-awareness. It begins with the realization that there actually is a problem that the problem is inside of you, and most importantly, that the problem can be overcome. And we already talked about that a little bit in terms of taking responsibility. However, then the question becomes, how do I become more self-aware? And I've really got two methods for you, and you should actually probably use them both. So the first one, simple meditation and when i say meditating i'm not referring to any of like the the eastern spirituality and and some of the more like hippie stuff that a lot of people tend to think of more than that i just mean mindfulness meditation and really learning how to interact with your thoughts on a very intimate level and learning to see your thoughts and your emotions both objectively and dispassionately so when you start doing this and it is very hard at first it robs them of much of their emotional power over you. Now, I don't wanna to get too much into how to meditate in this podcast because it would be a little bit boring, but if you're interested in learning more, go to filmfreedomshow.com 11, and that'll take you to the show notes, and I have a few resources listed there for you. So the next strategy for being more self-aware or for developing more self-awareness is to surround yourself with people you trust And actually ask them for their honest opinions about your psychological hangups. Because what I found and what a lot of the people I talked to for this season found is that oftentimes the people in our lives, whether they're our family, friends, coworkers, whatever it happens to be, oftentimes they can see our psychological hangups better than we can see them ourselves. And maybe it's just because we have some form of tunnel vision when it comes to stuff like this. I don't know. But sometimes just hearing this stuff from a person we trust is enough to sort of snap us out of that tunnel vision and help us see reality for what it is, or at least a closer sense of what reality really is, because we can go down that whole rabbit hole if you want. And the other thing to ask the people in your life beyond what do they think your psychological hangups are, is what would they do about them if they were in our shoes? Because people around us can see solutions that they think are obvious, but again, For some reason, those solutions just are completely out of view for us. And last but not least, if you want to take this strategy and make it even more effective, ask the people in your life for accountability as you improve these various aspects of your psychology. The same way you would ask for accountability if you were sticking to a diet or whatever it happens to be. I I have no idea how accountability is played into your life but really just ask people for accountability and be vulnerable and be honest about this stuff because it really can make a difference. So those are the two tactics I've got for you for becoming more self-aware. We've got meditation and then surrounding yourself with people you trust and actually asking them for an honest assessment of your psychology. The one other tactic I have for you is something that I'm just starting to explore myself. And it's this idea of Socratic questioning and really learning to interrogate our thoughts and feelings. Because again, most of the thoughts that prevent us from doing our work and get in our way in our lives are deeply, deeply illogical. And when you learn to question the things that you think and even the things that you say sometimes, you can strip them of a lot of the power they hold over you. So here's a quick example of that. If you find yourself trapped in a cycle of perfectionism where you can't seem to put the work out into the world, you might ask yourself, why is this? And you dig down and you dig down and then ultimately you'll come to because you're afraid of people judging you. You're afraid that people won't respect you. And then you can dig even deeper. You can ask yourself, is this logical? And if you answer that honestly, you're bound to come up with the answer, hell no. What would you do if one of your friends put out something that wasn't that good? Would you say, oh, I've lost all respect for you. I won't be your friend anymore. Would you say, that's okay, man. You learned some valuable lessons and you're going to do better next time. Go get them, tiger. Chances are you would say the latter. And that is exactly what your friends, your family, and probably even the public will say to you. Because honestly, most people just don't care. And the people who really matter are going to be supportive. So that's just one way that you can interrogate your beliefs and you can interrogate your thoughts and approach them from a more rational perspective. And once you combat some of these silly emotional feelings with logic, they lose their power and then we can make progress. All right, so this episode is already quite a bit longer than I was expecting it to be. So we need to start wrapping up. But I hope you found this little foundational lesson useful as we get ready to dive deep on a whole bunch of psychological topics this season. So that's a wrap on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're excited for everything to come because if you master this stuff, if you put in the work, if you allow yourself to be uncomfortable It will pay off in spades in your life, in your career, no matter what you are trying to do. And I hope you're willing to go on this journey with me. Now before I sign off, just a quick reminder that this season is sponsored by my friends over at Black Box. It's a platform designed to help filmmakers like you collaborate effortlessly with like-minded creatives. Get your work to the market and then share in the revenue. Now, as I record this, Blackbox is the absolute best way to get into the world of stock footage. Just upload to the platform once and watch as your footage is distributed to all of the major stock companies. But in the months and years to come, you'll be able to distribute all kinds of media through the platform, from shorts to feature films to series. Mark my words, it's going to revolutionize how we approach distribution, and now's your chance to get in on the ground floor. So to learn more about Black Box and its exciting future, go to blackbox.global freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global freedom. All right, thanks for listening to today's episode. And as always, if you find this stuff useful and you want to help other filmmakers find this show, just go on to iTunes and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Even if you don't like this show, leave a review because it helps me improve and get better and serve you guys better. So thanks for listening. Seriously, I genuinely appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace out.